Hello, and welcome to Runkle of the Bailey. My name is Ian Runkle. I'm a Canadian criminal defense and firearms lawyer. And before we get started with the main point of this video, I just want to announce that my video on the Queen and Zora has been approved as continuing professional development for lawyers in Saskatchewan and is pending in some other provinces. So I've added a new Patreon tier for lawyers who want to use this as part of their legal education. But what I want to talk about today is something that was provided, it's on thegunblog.ca, and it's about an interaction that the, uh, the host of that, Nicholas Johnson, had with the courts in terms of trying to file a Section 74 reference. So I want to go over that a little bit and give my comments on that interaction. So here we have the uh, the start of it, and this is just right off the gunblog.ca. So what he's asking for here, he says, I'd like to please ask for your help finding a form to submit to the court. And it's with regards to applying to a provincial court judge for a reference hearing under the Firearms Act, Section 74, on the revocation of a registration certificate. He's just asking for the form and how to file it. So fairly simple. And what we have here is there, he's being told the courthouse is not open for in-person appearances. And once the court opens, you can attend the courthouse with documents from the office of the chief firearms officer, and they can assist in setting up a hearing, which isn't really the proper fashion. He should be able to file those documents himself, but they're saying, please clarify what documents you received. And so he asks, would you be able to provide a link to the form or send it as a PDF or other digital format? Or could I pick one up in person on paper if there is no digital form? And he's even got the name of the form. So there we go. That'll be for Ontario, but uh, not for. there's different forms for different provinces. So, And he's also noting that he's got a deadline and correctly noting that it has nothing to do with the Chief Firearms Office. It's in this case, he's wanting to appeal a decision ostensibly from the registrar. So, and this is all related to if you look at my previous video on 74, section 74 references or the video on the letter that's gone out from the RCMP. That's what this is talking about here. And so they ask for the documents, and those documents get sent off, and there's also a link that uh, Mr. Johnson provides about the PDF that BC uses. And we see, so here's the documents there. It's blanked out, which... Now here's where things get a little interesting. So the response is, there is no remedy for you at the provincial court level. This is not a revocation of license, but the government has now classified the weapon and prohibited and nullified your registration certificate. The provincial court has not, and I assume they mean no, authority to make these orders. Your options are listed on the letter supplied. You may obtain legal advice on how to proceed. This cannot be done at the provincial court level. And so Mr. Johnson asks, could I please ask, are you a judge and is this the opinion of the court? That's a fair question here, and I'll get into more as to why later, but to my mind, that is the, the central question here. And, or is it normal procedure that someone decides which applications are allowed to be submitted and which applications are refused? So we hear here, I'm not, I am not a judge and no legal opinions or advice offered, but we are limited to the legislation that we cover. The provincial court does not provide clarity on these matters. We are a criminal court at the provincial level. And then a follow-up, your registration has not been revoked, so no application is made to the court. Your documents state that the weapon is now prohibited and it has been nullified. 
you can contact duty counsel for legal advice. And in most cases, duty counsel are not going to be set up to help you with these kinds of applications. Just so you're aware, that may differ from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. But in most areas, they don't. Uh, this is not something that's within their purview. And so Mr. Johnson notes, I've consulted legal opinions on this, and several experts agree that this is an unprecedented and unclear case with possible wrongdoing that warrants an application for a reference hearing in provincial court. Now, I don't really think that a reference hearing in provincial court is the proper step. That's, uh, I'm not sure, but because this is a very complicated issue, but possibly. But uh, it is certainly an unprecedented and unclear case. And so he's asking, how do I proceed? And trying to get some uh, further clarification and noting they'll update when they get a response. Now, here's my take on this. And I don't normally like to say anything bad about a clerk, and I don't know who sent this off. But several things of this are legal conclusions. So they say there is no remedy for you at the provincial court level. What they're saying is that the provincial court doesn't have jurisdiction. And that's a court decision as to whether there's jurisdiction. I've fought and won cases on the issue of jurisdiction. If we look at, there's several cases where the issue of jurisdiction has been a key issue. But that's not something that should be decided by a, a clerk who's deciding whether or not to give you the form. That's a question for a judge. That's a question for the court. So I have some concerns about this because by stepping in and saying that there is no remedy at the provincial court level, they've effectively stepped into the place of the judge. That shouldn't be happening here. And they say this is not a revocation of license, but the government has now classified the weapon and prohibited and nullified your registration certificate. Well, whether or not it's a revocation of the license is also a legal question that needs to be decided by a judge. I don't, what we have here is a complete short-circuiting of due process and the legal system. And they've said they've nullified the registration certificate. Whether or not that's a thing is going to have to be decided by a judge. And so people are entitled to file an application and have the jurisdiction heard and have a judge decide on whether the court has jurisdiction. Ultimately, the court may say, we don't have jurisdiction. But you should be able to ask the court and to bring that application and see if there's jurisdiction. So I have some serious concerns when the uh, when whoever's answering these emails says that it can't be done at the provincial court level. That's a question for the court. In my own personal case, this is the case of Runkle v. Alberta. The starting question the big question on this one was whether or not the provincial court had jurisdiction to hear that application that I was bringing. And I lost at the provincial court level, but I won later on uh, on review. And so ultimately, the finding was that the court did have jurisdiction. This has to be heard by a court, not by whoever is answering the emails. So the proper thing is to have provided the forms and provided the guidance on how to get those forms filed. That's really the only thing that should be happening here. I have serious concerns if we have people being running into gatekeepers who are preventing them from bringing these applications. Now, ultimately, it's probably better to be going in with these applications with a lawyer and so forth, but it hasn't even gotten to that point. 
This is just somebody who wants the forms, and they're even being told you can't even have the form. How are people supposed to navigate this? I So seeing this, I, I was kind of shaking my head, and it occurred to me that I really did need to make a video and talk about this in some uh, further detail because I don't see how this is, you know, how this is doable. And we see here, deadline to file is in two weeks. So he's saying he's got a running clock. And would that automatically extend the filing deadline? Well, ultimately, the filing deadline, if you're past the deadline, and whether or not the court will allow it to be heard even past the deadline, is, again, a question for a judge. So... People need to be able to file things. This, I've never really heard of somebody running into a situation where they were just unwilling to even let them start the process. So this is concerning to me. It should be concerning to you whether or not you own guns. And that's pretty much all I have to say on that one. Thank you for watching. If this has been enlightening or eye-opening, please like, share, and subscribe. If this has happened to you, please let me know in the comments or by email at ian at ianrunkle.com because I'm wondering if this is a one-off or if this is something that's more prevalent. So I'd love to hear from you if this is something that you've encountered as well. I also want to give a thank you to my buddy Keith, who is a Patreon supporter. And just so you know what that goes to, I've already acquired transcripts from the Supreme Court on the case of the Queen and Falauka, which is a key uh, storage and carrying concealed firearms charge case. It's really important, and I'd love to talk about that with you. So that uh, support has made that possible. Thank you.